There's breaking news, okay? I'm just going to give you a little glimpse into life in Winnipeg. <clears throat> Pardon me, I'm just going to read this here. Four men were arrested and two sent to hospital, one in critical condition, following a machete fight in a Winnipeg back lane Friday. Okay, uh, let's think this out for a second. Why was there a machete fight in a back lane of Winnipeg? I automatically assumed that these men were African because who would, who would choose? Like, okay, let's, let's go back to, <laughs> let's go back to the movie, The Outsiders. And if you were born in the nineties, the movie, The Outsiders stars, a lot of people, you know, it ha who was in it? Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, uh, Patrick Swayze, very, very handsome, huge head on that guy, but very, very handsome. And C. Thomas Howell, uh, poor C. Thomas Howell. He was supposed to star in it. And the guy from The Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio, also in that. And the star is the one guy who just didn't make it in Hollywood. That's a shame. Anyway, in that movie, there was a rumble. And they made a decision. They came together as two heads, one, one representing each group of guys. The Soches and the Greasers. And they came together and they decided what weapons. And they chose their weapons. And they came back at a specified location at a specified time. And they rumbled. Just like sexy fighting. Very, very sexy. And I just couldn't help but think about that when I read this story. It's like, okay, two heads of these gangs are coming together. I'm I'm very racist. I assume they're African because perhaps the machete is their weapon of choice. And I'll keep you posted if they weren't black. Because either way, I'm a racist. But it's just like, unless you're from fucking Africa, why would you ever pick machete? It's like rock, paper, scissor, machete. No, you'd never choose machete. Machetes are very unforgiving. Like, okay, maybe you have brass knuckles. Okay, that's gonna fucking hurt, but it's not gonna kill you. And it's also like, what do you what do you wear to a machete fight? Chainmail? Like, what what's your what's your defense tactic there? I don't get it. You can't you can't show up to a machete fight in like a t-shirt and jeans because that's not gonna go well for you. And unless you're a knight from Westeros, there's really nothing to protect you. Even a leather jacket would probably eventually get hacked. So yeah, so that's Winnipeg. And uh, Sarah and I were talking about that this morning. And she's like, where do you even get a machete? And I was like, yeah, like, where do you go for your machete needs in this city? Like, where do you No, seriously, though, like a sword you can get at some geek comic book store and pay like $800 for some kind of sword. I've always thought those comic book stores should come with like a brothel, like a, an attached brothel. Like if, if Winnipeg ever decides to make prostitution legal, yeah, the comic book store. And if you are a woman who works in a sex trade, let's be sex positive. Let's be Dan Savage about this. That's where you want to be. Because these, these guys are probably, you know, very shy and very pale, very socially awkward, let's say. Maybe they're the future Bill Gates. Let's not knock all nerds because every single one of us attached to any kind of podcast is a bit of a nerd. Because most people, the jocks, they don't know what a podcast is. They're too busy being cool and living life and getting tans and taking their shirts off. You know, that kind of guy. But if I was a prostitute, although, okay, let's not use me because I'd be a very unattractive prostitute. If, if one were a prostitute working in a sex trade, one would probably enjoy working in an area where the clientele paid for an hour, but perhaps took 27 seconds. And in the best case scenario, it doesn't even come out of his, his pants. And right, hundred bucks for an hour, hundred bucks for telling a guy it's okay, it happens to everyone. 
right? That That's where you want to be. So I'm just, I'm going to TM that idea because I think it's genius. And I think there are a lot of women who would love in on my endeavor. And I'd love to be their pimp or manager, as the case may be. God, that would be awesome. I would just smoke cigars and wear purple leopard everywhere I go. Just a big purple leopard pimp coat. Oh, God. And you know what? I'd just wear a sports bra. Because I'd have that. I'd have fuck off money. That's what I'd have. Be like, hey, you like guns? Yeah, me too. Look at this. Now take it all in. Don't, don't you look away from me. Don't you look away from me. Okay, so that was my breakfast conversation. And, um... Okay, I'm going to go into a pretty long story here, and it's about the doctor, and some of you may empathize, and some of you may fucking hate my guts. So let's just, let's just get into it. Let's just do it, okay? As you may or may not know, I broke a bone in my shoulder, and um, it's not been a fun ride, okay? It's not been a good time for me. It's not been terrible, but it's not been great. I haven't had a good time with my broken arm. And every other time I've gone to see this doctor, he's been pretty cool. He's been pretty nice. He's been pretty chilled out, fast. He's been very, very fast, very brief, but in and out, fine. And then this time I went, the appointment was at 7.30 in the morning. And he starts seeing patients at 7. So I get there a little bit late because, God, you know, sometimes when you really need to get out of the house, it's like my kid digs his heels in and he's like, "Mm -mm, no, we're doing things my way my way or the highway. And you can't leave him at home. It's not like I can duct tape him to the fridge and be like, okay, see you in an hour. Because child abuse basically is why, is why you can't. So I struggled to get him out of the house. I'm speeding there. I get there at 7.40. I'm 10 minutes late, but I figure what's the difference? Because every time I've gone there, I've been made to wait. So who fucking cares, right? So I get there and I, I we didn't have time for breakfast. We had breakfast in the car, which consisted of goldfish crackers and a juice. So I did not win mother of the year on that one. But, um, whatever. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, you know, like, fuck, whatever, just eat something and shut up. So we get there, I go inside and check in, we sit down and I just feel like, I know people judge parents when they give their kid a screen in public. It's like the kiss of death. It's like, you're a terrible person and a shitty parent and blah, 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 blah. But I feel if you're in a restaurant or you're in a waiting room you need to be quiet as quiet as possible and him he's got he doesn't have an inside voice okay he's got outside voice outside megaphone voice and outside megaphone voice infinity he's not a low talker he does not know how to whisper even his whisper is fucking crazy loud and he doesn't even i'm trying okay i'm trying so i figure i'll give him my phone let him watch something on netflix give him his fucking juice box and granola bar and we'll just sit here and be quiet until it's our turn to go into the office And I feel judged when I do that, but I also feel like, are you enjoying the quiet? Yeah? Then shut the fuck up. Because it just, it's really sometimes just like trying to wrestle monkeys. That's basically what parenting is for me so far. Sometimes it's just too much for, for me to handle. So I just take the easy way out on occasion. Okay? So fuck off. And finally, it's our turn. I'm only made to wait like, well, technically my appointment was 7.30. I got in at like 8.05. So I sat in there and he came in. Ah, about five minutes after that and not in a good mood that fellow was not in a good mood that day and you know Malcolm's talking and he just doesn't ever stop talking so he's like I don't want a shot I'm not here for a shot today we're here to look at mama's arm and the doctor's like yeah no shot for you and I was like oh that's funny and then Malcolm said yeah it's her left arm it's my right arm but whatever to him it's right or left shit 
uh, and he just didn't respond. And then Malcolm looked at me like sheepishly embarrassed because he didn't say anything back. And I was like, okay, maybe he doesn't like kids. I don't know. And then he comes over and he dicks around with my arm for about a minute. And then he sits at his computer and I was like, uh, and he starts typing and I'm like, okay, so like, what's, what am I doing here? Like, what's the plan? Oh, you're going to go back to work. And I was like, okay, cause I'm still in a fair amount of pain. And not only that, I don't know if this is normal because my doctor doesn't really ever talk to me ever, but like I broke, I broke the bone. Okay. I've used this analogy so many times, but like when a, when a cop in a seventies movie busts down a door, he uses the side of his arm, right? Can you imagine what that looks like when you try to break down a door in a movie? That's where the bone is that I broke. And for whatever reason, it's like if you touch that part where it should be broken, it doesn't hurt as much. But it's like the pain has migrated into, well, on a person who doesn't have big, fat, ham hock mom arms would be a bicep. For some reason, there's like a lump of fluid there. It's like someone put a breast implant in my big, fat mom arm and it like it hurts. Like even when the wind blows on it, it's like, oh, it's like someone's rubbing it with sandpaper constantly. Um, so I, of course I forgot to mention, cause I like, cause he was like, oh, well you going back to work tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm like tomorrow. Cause like, I'm still in a lot of pain. Like I didn't say that cause I didn't want to sound like a pussy, but I was like, oh, like, like tomorrow he's like, did you want to go back today? And I'm like, I look at Malcolm and I'm like, no, not really. Cause my note was good up until that Monday. And he's like, well, you're going back to work. And I'm like, uh, what am I going to do there? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, what am I able to do? He's like, you can't use your right arm at all. Not at all. Period. You can't push, you can't pull, you can't lift and you can't sort over your head. And I was like, okay. But, and he doesn't know. And in his defense, he didn't know. Why would he know that that's my entire job? That's all that you do. He's named every single job that's in that building. And he's like, just do light desk work. And I was like, fuck, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I wonder what that's going to be. He's like, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, okay, you've said that. I understand. You do not know. And why would you know? And that's fine. Uh, but to me, I'm like, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Cause every job that's like that, you need both arms. You can't just sit like, is, are you going to, like, I can't even undo an elastic technically. Cause try and do that with one hand. Good luck. So, uh, I was like, fuck. And then I'm stressed out and I'm just like, fuck, you know, like, what am I going to do? I'm still in a lot of pain. And he's like, oh, and you need to wean yourself off the sling. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm like, so do I wear it to work? He's like, wean yourself off of it. What the fuck does that mean? And now I'm like, I'm like all anxious. Cause like, I'm going back to work. I wasn't anticipating that because I'm still in a, a pretty, you know, generally speaking, it's a dull ache all the time. So I'm like, okay, great. Going back to work. Like, and then I'm like, well, what am I going to like, you know what I mean? I'm in my own universe. Cause I'm kind of stressed out. Like, what am I going to do? And I'm also going back to work in a new place, which does the same things, but it's a new place. So it's kind of a little bit out of the ordinary for me. It's a little bit stressful, you know, change is a wonderful, wacky, weird thing. And then I'm like, oh fuck, I need my modified duties form because I can't do my job as, um, it's allocated because of my injury. Right. So I, I spread out the modified duties form and I'm like, I'm like, uh, can you fill this out? He's like, no. And he's still typing this whole time. Like about two or three minutes have gone by with me doing all this stupid processing and him not really saying anything. And I was like, uh, I, I said, I can't go back to work without this form filled out. They won't let me back in unless I have this form filled out. Well, I don't have time to do it right now. And I'm like, okay, but I can't go to work without this form filled out. Well, you're going to have to wait. I was like, but because in my mind, it's like, you're, you're here right now. 
in the time it tells you, like, uh, here's what he had to do. I'm not exaggerating at all. He had to check mark which of the four categories, like there's like sedentary, light duties, um, modified duties, regular duties. And he just had to check mark whichever one he felt I was capable of and sign it and date it. That's it. It wasn't like a long, drawn out, specific form. Like, you know, it wasn't like that at all. It was a check mark and a signature and a date. And granted, I don't know what it's like to be a doctor. I only know what it's like to be a fat mailman. But that's, he really got upset at that point. And he's like, uh, he's like, I'm not filling out that form. I don't have time. And in my mind, I'm like, well, you're here right now. And I don't know much about how doctors work, like how they bill. But I know that he double books because of the amount of time I'm made to wait. So I don't know how it works. I don't know if I can say that again. But I mean, it, in my understanding, when you take on a patient, you're probably billed some kind of time. Like, let's say for every patient you see, let's just be generous and say you get 10 minutes with that patient. So my assumption, and from the friend that I know that used to work in a doctor's office and do the billing, she couldn't tell me exactly how many minutes she gets because it depends. Are you getting a physical? Is it um, an initial assessment? Is it... Um, follow up, like it depends what you're doing. They give you a certain amount of time allocated for that specific kind of appointment. That's why when you book your appointment, Dr. Mike told us to specify what do you, like, what do you need? Why are you coming? Like, are you a woman? Are you coming for a wellness assessment when they, you know, whip out the, uh, the stirrups? Cause that takes a hell of a lot longer than my back hurts, you know? So I understand that they get paid different amounts for different kinds of assessments. And the reason I'm getting so angry about this is because I know he's getting paid at least 10 minutes and he spent one minute with my arm, four minutes on the tip tap tap paperwork stuff. Like he was typing up, he was charting, he was writing things out and uh, he wouldn't fill out my form. And I'm like, fuck, like I understand, I understand. He probably has a certain amount of time set aside each week to fill out the forms, I get it. But in my mind, I'm like, it would take you 27 seconds to fill out this form. And I just couldn't understand why he wouldn't just do it. Cause we're right here. And I know he's got at least five more minutes with me because he should, because no, in no universe would he only be expected to see one patient every five minutes. Cause it doesn't happen. It's not like how I, he's lucky that I'm just shutting up and going along with everything and making it easy, not asking any real questions, not doing anything. I don't have time. And I'm like, but, and he's like, I can't do it. He's like, the best I can do is you can go sit in the waiting room and I'll try to fill it out in between patients. And I looked at him and I like, I'm looking at Malcolm and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, so you want me to just sit there? And he's like, yeah. And then he threw his hands up in the air, like a fucking housewife. And he's like, I have other patients to see, you know? And I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, I understand you're busy. And I'm like, so I you just, I'll sit there, I guess then and just wait for you. Yes. And then he storms out and slams the door. And I was like, oh, fuck. I left there and I was like, so mad it's like fuck you know like I know you're double booking I know you are because I'm always waiting and it's just irritating to me that he's getting paid to see me while he's seeing another patient and then double booking that one and maybe he's seeing a third one in the 15 minutes he was supposed to see me or even 10 minutes he's supposed to see me and it's just like you can't fill out this form that takes 25 seconds like what what do you mean like fuck off so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just sit in the waiting room because your time is like 4,000 times more valuable than mine. And it is. I get it. I get it. I'm just a lowly, fat, cheeseburger-munching mailman. But I'm still a human fucking being. Like, why is it easier for you, for me or you, to have me sit in the waiting room for hours endlessly while you fill stuff out in between? Like, I just don't get it. And I'm sure this is a sticking point, And I don't know why I'm taking his side. 
because, or like trying to show you his side, because I really don't care. Like, I'm just, this, he can tell this shit on his own podcast about the stupid bitch who wanted him to fill out the form that takes like 20 seconds. And every time I say how long it would take to fill out that form, do you notice how it gets lower and lower? First it was 40 and then 27, 25, 20, 15. Pretty soon it's going to be like, like I'm filling out the form. And I just, it was just irritating to me that I was supposed to spend hours waiting in the waiting room for him to fill out this form when he could have just fucking checked the check and signed it. Like, fuck, it's not like a long form. So I'm like, okay, sure, great. Thanks for slamming the door in my face, you fucking cunt. So now I'm like anxious because I've got to go back to work. I'm stressed out. I'm tired. My arm hurts. It's just fucking misery. So I go to the front desk and I give her the form with all my information on it. And um, she's like, okay, thanks. And I was like, so how long is it going to take to fill out the form? Because what I was going to do was just sit down and wait. And she's like, oh, it'll take like a week or two. And I said, what? Oh, yeah, it'll take like a week or two. Oh, he told me to sit down in the waiting room and wait for the form to be filled out. She's like, well, you're going to be waiting a long time because these are first come, first served, and there's like 80 ahead of you. And I was like, okay, as it should be because, you know, first come, first served, that's fine. But he told me to sit and wait. I said, I can't go back to work without that form filled out. They won't let me. Oh, okay. And she's like, do you want to like come back? And I was like, oh, great. That's a great idea. Of course I'll come back. That sounds like a wonderful plan. Uh, I said, okay, I'll come back in a few hours. So I go to my mom's house. I do some stuff. Um, come back like three hours later and I go to the front desk and ask for my note and you know what she hands me? What three hours took is what he typed out in the computer when I was in the room with him. Like if that's all he was going to fucking give me, why didn't he just click print in the room? I just, I don't get it. I don't understand how this fucking works because she gave me the form that he, he showed it to me on the computer. Okay. You can only do light desk work. Uh, no lifting, pulling, pushing, no overhead sort, um, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at the paper and I'm like, but what about the form? Because at this point, I'm really concerned that my work isn't going to let me in without the fucking form, because I've been told that on numerous occasions, you need to have this form filled out or you can't come back. And I was like, fuck, because it's like, what, am I going to miss like a week's worth of work because he can't fill out the fucking form? So I looked at the thing. I'm like, well, good thing I waited three hours for this, considering he did this three hours ago. And she's like, okay. Um, and she talks to the other little receptionist. I don't know, medical secretary. I don't know what the fuck they're called. And she's like, oh, he didn't put in for this. He didn't charge for this. Do we charge her? And they're kind of looking at me because I'm already kind of showing my irritation of the fact that I've been made to wait for what something he typed in the room. And they're looking at me like, is she going to fucking freak out? And I'm like, look, if you guys need to charge me $10, charge me $10. I don't care. I'll pay for it. I just, I want to get out of here. And they're like, you know what? He didn't put in for it. Take it. So yeah, fuck off, asshole. I'm up 10 bucks, motherfucker. Because they charge 10 bucks for a fucking note. Assholes. So I'm all like, meh. Because I don't want to go back to work. My arm fucking hurts. I don't want to go. What am I going to do? And then, you know they're going to make me do dumb shit. It's like useless shit that nobody... Like, I hate doing a job just to be busy. It's just fucking stupid. I hate that. It's like, oh, does this really need to be done? No. Here, can you just stamp this stamp on this paper like 4,000 times for four hours, please? Just so that you're here. Like, fuck. Anyway, I go into work the next day. I go see my new boss, who I've never only ever met on one other occasion. And she's like, hi. And I said, hi. I'm like, there's my note. And she said, oh. And I was like, I'm sorry. He wouldn't fill out the modified duties form. He said I can go back. Or they, they told me to go back in a week or two. Oh, she's like, oh, that's okay. This is very specific. So that's okay. And I'm like, is it okay for the next assessment if I bring back a note like that? Because he's not going to fill out my form. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's okay. And I was like, oh, thank God you're reasonable. Because I was so scared she was going to like send me home and not 
not let me like I wouldn't get paid or something because I'm paranoid and crazy. And she's like, well, um, I don't have anything for you to do here safely. If you can't use your right arm at all and you can't overhead sort at all, I don't have anything for you to do. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. I'm like, well, that's great for me because my arm still really hurts. So super. She's like, well, come back uh, the next time you go to your appointment, come back with a new sheet. And I don't have anything for you to do until you can sort over your head. It's like, okay, great. Super. See ya. Gotta go. So all that anxiety, everything was for nothing. And all the pain doesn't really matter because I'll still have another week and a half to heal, which is wonderful for me. Great. I skipped on out of that fucking place. Now, what is the lesson I should be taking away from this? I don't know. Don't break your arm, I guess. Don't be fat and fall down. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Sure. I'll, I'll try for that. Okay, I've got a wonderful segment here from Rainbow, and it's entitled Spring Cleaning. So I'm not familiar. Well, I'm familiar with one of those words, but the cleaning part, not... Let's just listen. Maybe we'll, we'll learn something from this. My little pony, my little pony, friendship is magic. I used to wonder what friendship could be. Listeners, Sandra, this is Rainbow Bright. Uh, we have a little spring cleaning here to take care of today, so Lisa is going to sit this one out. Um, try not to be too angry with that there. Uh, listeners, we seem to have a misunderstanding here. Um, I would like to get it cleared up. Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash is a sporty My Little Pony from the new millennium. Rainbow Bright is a chubby little blonde sprite from the 80s. Come on, listeners. Which one am I? Chubby, blonde, sprightly. I'm not sure Dash describes um, anything I've done lately. Unless it involved the last donut at the office. But I'm not sure if that would have been classified as dashing so much as lumbering towards the donut. I think one coworker described it as stampeding, so the jury is still out on whether or not I'm able to dash folks. Now, listeners, I know, I know, apologies to throw out there. Um... Sandra, I vaguely remember that Sarah had a charm bracelet because I think you had in fact mentioned that in a previous episode of the podcast, but unfortunately, um, I only remembered that as the swear words directed at people who own charm bracelets were coming out of my mouth, so yeah, sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, I wanted to return the kind shout-out we got from the other contributors on the podcast. First off, Electric Gary, I am so glad you think Lisa and I are awesome. I have listened to your segments since the very first one on RTS, and we, in return, think you are awesome and look forward to all of your segments. It was so nice to hear your voice acknowledging our voice over this crazy world of the internet. Um, I hope Miss Electric is well, and uh, here's a joke for her. Uh, what do you call a sleepwalking nun? A Roman Catholic. You know it. No? Roman Catholic? Uh. Why did the blonde get fired from the M&M factory? Because she threw away all the W's. Okay. 
Moving on. Uh, to listener Amy, who's looking to meet new friends in the lesbian community, I suggest some of the following. One, volunteer at any local LGBT community centers. Two, look for programming and events to meet people in your community, and then actually go to those events. I know it seems like a bit of a shocker, but you would be surprised at how many people don't actually go to community events and then sit at home and complain about not meeting anyone. If there isn't any programming in your area, which trust me, I sympathize with growing up in rural Manitoba, or if the events in your area are few and far between, start up a Facebook group, discuss potential meetups or event planning online. And three, be selective in your friends and find friends that actually fit you and your life. Both being lesbians does not necessarily mean, hey, good friendship. Honestly, outside the standard advice, uh, what I did was I brought a couple of extra chairs and some extra water to Pride on a super hot day. I don't actually have a lot of friends in the lesbian community because I have a big group of established friends um, from growing up in rural Manitoba, and they just happen to be straight. And I haven't felt the need to seek as much friendship. The few people that I do know in the community Um we kind of just met at Pride. Pride is this wonderful time of year where people are really open to meeting people in, in the community. Everyone's out to have a good time. And if you've got an umbrella on a rainy day or a bottled water on a hot day or a spare chair when people have been dancing for hours on end, you're going to make friends. And people are open to conversation, even if you don't have anything. So as long as you are open to conversation and you put yourself out there, that would be the place that I would start. Um, lastly, listeners, if you like what you hear here and would like to help Change of Address help you hear stories of Lisa breaking dental equipment and help Sarah pay for my sponsorship to the Pandora Charm Sensitivity Training Camp, if you would like to help Sandra save a famous roof that was damaged by the wind and ended up on the local news, please consider making a monthly or yearly donation to the Change of Address podcast on Podbean. If you were to donate $2 a month for all of the wonderful stories you hear right here and then toss in a dollar to fund Sandra's coffee so that she isn't relying on random tipping Russian ladies on her mail route just to get her caffeine fixed, well, then that works out to $25 a year. And I encourage you to make that donation, which means for every four people that listen to the show, she gets $100 a year. She really is deserving of it for the effort that she puts in to this, for making it for all of us and allowing us all to be here. This is Rainbow Bright. Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. That's how you do it. That's how you get it done, folks. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Rainbow. She's always um, big on promoting the donate button on the changeofaddress.podbean.com if you're interested. And I appreciate any and all donations because uh, we're poor. Well, not okay. Yeah, that's 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 a bit of an exaggeration, but I appreciate it. It's nice and um, it's it's just. In a free medium, when you donate even a dollar, like even $5, even just $100,000, let's say, for example, if you had that kind of money, let's say, I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, it's it's good. It's it's nice. It makes me feel good. And it gives me bragging rights. And every time I tell Sarah, oh, I got a donation today, she's like, great, I'm closer to quitting my job. And I'm like, no, you're not. No, you are not. Speaking of Sarah, Sarah does not listen. She uh, has a very long commute every day. She chooses not to listen, 
And I should be offended by that. Perhaps I I should be sad maybe about it. And part of me is like, oh, you don't take an interest in, in me at all, do you? Uh, she said a few insensitive things to me this week because she's on vacation and I am on, um, uh, I don't know what do you call it, crippled leave, I think. Yeah, so we've been spending a lot of time together this week. And she said a lot of stupid man-type things to me this week that she didn't realize were were mean. Because sometimes it's a running joke, who's the man in our relationship? And this week, if you're, well, I mean, if you're counting being insensitive and, you know, saying kind of stupid things, then she would definitely be the man this week. Um, what, what, let me think of an example here. I was making fun of how tight my shorts are because of how much weight I've gained while I've been off work. And um, she's like, speaking of tight pants, look at that guy. And he was wearing like really tight pants, like inappropriately tight pants. And he was fat too. And I was like, uh, I look at her, I'm like, so you're saying that these shorts make me look fat then? Is that, is that what you're saying? So, uh, and then she's like, we were walking along and actually, oh, this is our, exactly our nine year anniversary. And she's like, this has been the best 10 years of my life. And I looked at her and I'm like, uh, it's been nine coming up on nine here. Yeah. May 1st is nine. Oh yeah. Okay. Stupid. And then we were joking around because the lottery in Winnipeg is at 50 million bucks and we were joking around and she's like, uh, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we won the lottery to buy like a ranch somewhere and we could get horses? And I looked at her and I'm like, you know, I'm like terrified of horses, right? Like I can't, I have a phobia of horses. Oh, I was like, do you even listen to me talk? Like, do you just let me just talk and you just tune me out? Well, yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, I know what's, you know, what's a great idea. Let's get a ranch. Okay, and then we'll get horses, and then we'll get clowns to tend to the horses. And then while the clowns are riding the horses, they could have horse hand puppets holding speculums, okay? And that would be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, great. So glad you, you listen. Okay, super, super. And then later this week, I have this shirt that um, I got it from threadless.com. Threadless.com, everybody, take a, take a look there. Lots of fun t-shirts there for, for fat dads like me. And I have this one shirt of a rhinoceros on a treadmill, like running with like beads of sweat coming off its little head. And it's staring at a poster of a unicorn as like a motivation, which is really funny to me because I am the rhinoceros. And uh, it's gotten a little tight, okay? So I come downstairs and I, it's like stretched over my mammoth gunt that I've managed to pack on over this, over this four week period. Oh, oh, pardon me. Sorry. Fairy just, uh, just attacked my phone there. And I come downstairs. I was like, okay, so what do you think? How does it look? Cause it was like comically tight. And she's like, um, ah, uh, yeah. cause I've put the fear of God in her over the past few days for her stupid comments. And I was like, so is it like a little tight, like up here, like around my neck? Do you think it's just a little tight up here? And then I pointed to like either arm and I'm like, is it a little, a little tight on the sleeves there? Tighten the arm. Ah, ah. Uh, I'm like, it, look at right here. And it's like stretched across my stomach so much. You can see my gargantuan belly button. Like you can see the valley. It's like stretched so tight. Well, I'm like, just say it, just say it. She's like, you look fat in that shirt. And I'm like, it's not the shirt, is it? And then she goes, because <laughs> it's not the shirt, is it? It's not the shirt. Yeah, I really love Rainbow. Man, 
I, I'm sitting on one more segment from her and Lisa, and I'm just, I'm, I'm like hoarding it. I'm like clutching it in my hand so tight it's going to turn into a fucking diamond or my vagina. Hey, you know what I was wondering? How they call vaginas clams? Like, what if a bead of sand gets stuck in my vagina, just the one, and it sits in there for my entire life? Would it make a pearl? Yeah, real, okay, I'm sorry. That was, <clears throat> wasn't a good joke. Wasn't a good joke. I just mean there's a lot of pressure inside my vagina. I've been told from medical professionals that my muscles in my vagina are really tight. It's a shame that my vagina isn't straight because, I mean, oh, the obvious. Okay, anyway, but it is not. It is not. And thanks for advising Amy because I really didn't know what the fuck to tell her because I don't know anything. Like, I don't have any gay friends, really. Like, in real life, I just have one ex and that's it. And then another ex that I kind of tolerate and another ex I'm hiding from in the city. She's on the list of people I'm fucking trying to avoid like the plague in this tiny, tiny little city. Um, but those were good, good words of advice. Because if, if there isn't something out there, start it. And Rainbow did. She's got a page on Facebook about all kinds of things. About all kinds of things gay. So if you want to do a gay activity or do gay knitting or gay, fuck, I don't know card reading or gay whatever it's there and anybody is welcome to post in it and create an event so maybe maybe amy do that and amy's pretty cute i don't want to be gross and creepy but i think that um amy and kendra should get married i'm just putting it out there i mean look dr mike and jolene i had a small hand in that very small tiny hand in that and they found each other and fell in love and now they're soulmates and uh yeah she's a lucky gal i'll just say that very lucky so, I mean, why not have another couple come together? And I'll make it very awkward and uncomfortable, but I think you guys should be Facebook friends and uh, then sext each other. Yeah, that's the next step, right? Want to be Facebook friends? Here's a picture of my vagina. Here's my... You know what? You know what would be a great idea? Can I just put this out there? With this whole sexting phenomenon, why not take a picture of it and say, can you please circle my clitoris and send this back? Because if they can't find your clitoris... You are not a good match. Because that is the secret to everything. Man, and I've seen some vaginas where I was like, where, where, where is it? I don't see anything here. This looks like a bowl of Captain Crunch that's been left out in the sun for like three days. It's just mush. It's just dusty rose-colored mush. I can't find a fucking thing. So when all else fails, ask for advice or directions. Okay. Making friends as an adult, I, I don't know how to do it. I haven't done it. Maybe with coworkers, because you get to know them and you find people that are like-minded, but like as an adult, it's almost like you need a Tinder for adults. Like, I just don't know how to do it. Oh, well, anyway, I'm, I'm sure it's been done, right? I mean, I'm, I have made a few friends, but they're through work. Like, I couldn't imagine trying to branch out and meet people because, fuck, I don't like most people. I mean, I can pretend to like a lot of people and I can be cordial with just as many of those people, but to like to really find a friend that you want to bring into your life, man... Last time, oh, I don't know. And with my luck of getting stabbed in the back, maybe I'm okay with not having very many friends. But also, maybe I'm the fucking common denominator too. So maybe it is me. Ugh, I don't know. It's You really have to be wary of the social chameleon. I thought I've learned that lesson, but I haven't. And also, if if you are consistently the victim in your life, something is wrong with you, Right? Something is wrong. If things are constantly happening to you through no fault of your own, myself included, something is wrong. You need to grow a fucking backbone and not be such a goddamn doormat. Okay, having said that, it's the end of a show. Another show has gone by. I told Sarah that I'd be upstairs for half an hour max, 
and it's been 45 minutes. And I'm going to go downstairs and she's going to say, you've been gone for an hour. And I'm going to say, you, sir, can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Okay. I think that's not how that's going to go. I'm so sorry. I love you, sweetie. I'm so sorry. Do I look fat in this? I do? Okay. Great. Shut up. You shut up. Okay. So, um, I used to do a show called Return to Sender. You can listen to that on iTunes. You can leave a review for that if you'd like. That would be quite nice. I can't think of a show to recommend right now. Oh, uh, God. Hang on. I'll check for one. Okay. Loose Lips Sink Ships. I think that's the episode where um, I tell about... Or I tell about... I tell about... I talk about which... Uh, my I think I, that's what, the one where I had kidney stones and I talk about my roommate and her stupid fucking boyfriend. So you can listen to that one. Loose Lips Sink Ships. I think. Or just listen to it, even if that's not the episode. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. And you can put us in your favorites on Stitcher. You can leave a review on iTunes. You can hit the donate button at changeofaddress.podbean.com. You can friend me on Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez, Twitter as well, same name. And like the Change of Address Facebook page, where nothing really happens ever. But it's nice. I like it. It makes me feel good. And it's all about what makes me feel good. Because my feeling good should make you feel good. Except it won't. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? We'll talk to you soon. I've really enjoyed our time together. And I'm going to go ahead and take a shower. Because uh, it stinks in here. And I'm pretty sure I'm the reason why. Okay. Love you. Mean it. Love you. Okay. Okay. Me too. All right. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye.